show i'm excited for <laughs> ray you're gonna watch this show you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to watch this show yes i'm gonna have to watch this show it's on cbs it's a it's a women's empowerment issue deal thingy i'm just saying from that 92 minute trailer you just showed me how long was that trailer for supergirl almost seven minutes seven minute trailer seven trailer i mean it's gonna be a two-hour season premiere i mean that almost goes without saying okay well to me, I just feel like I watched the whole episode already. Yeah, me too. And my my first impression is it looked it, it didn't look like a network show. It didn't. No, it, it looked didn't. Like maybe like a CW show. I was thinking like an AMC. Yeah, kind of. So no, they have a little bit AMC. more money. AMC would be grittier. Would have better grittier to have uh, better special effects. effects. Yeah. Is that weird that a, a, a basic cable channel now has a bigger budget for special effects than network television? Well, that's been going on for a long time. I mean, that goes all the way back to the Sopranos. You know, shooting and making it look like uh, shooting it on film. You know? Yeah, I guess that's true. But they shot Cheers on film, so I mean, you know. Yeah, but that that the film was handmade back then. The film was Birth of a Nation. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no, well, so we watched, ladies and gentlemen, we watched a Supergirl trailer, which apparently just dropped what today, yesterday, recently, recently. And I am significantly underwhelmed by that trailer. I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to feel, but about three different times while watching the trailer, which you'd seen already, yeah, I just saw something and I just looked at you and you just started giggling. I because <laughs> you realized that how dumb some of this stuff was. We got hunky James Olsen, not Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen. James Olsen, as just as some hunky dude that she's all falling over That's her feet really about. What made me seem like it was a uh, to me it made it seem like it was like a CW show. It was like a Carrie Diaries or something like that. What was that one thing they put out that was the Sex in the City prequel? Yeah, <laughs> the Carrie Diaries or something. A couple of the effects look kind of CGI ish, but they look kind of good. Like I'm yeah. definitely like her blowing up that truck was pretty cool and flying around with the airplane. I mean that was pretty cool. But there's this whole vibe to it that I mean, uh, gosh, it's gonna make me sound misogynist as all get out, but it's just. <sighs> a little too much estrogen. Yeah. Well, and I'm a terrible person for saying that, but that was my immediate takeaway was just like, it's a superhero show where they do BA superhero things and then talk about their feelings yeah. over a cup of tea afterwards. Right. This might make me sound terrible also, but well, why the stop now? The feeling I had was, seems a little cheesy. It might be fun. I don't know. It might be fun. I just, I feel like this is the kind of show that we're going to watch the first like two, three episodes of, and then it's going to get backed up four, five, six, seven episodes on the DVR. I and then think it's actually a show for comic book fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it looks like a lot of these CW shows, like the Arrows and the Flashes of the World. Hey, don't insult those two shows. They're no, probably better I, than Supergirl. I hear they're great. Don't get me wrong. But I just, this does not seem like something that's going to hold my interest. But you know what? What would hold my interest is if they get some really good, interesting villains. Yeah, that's true. If they have good villains, I'm down. Like, I will watch every week. Like, that's, that's one of the uh, reasons I was into Gotham. Well, we'll watch the trailer, and then we'll decide, you know. We didn't see any villains in the... Well, we did just watch the trailer. In the trailer, we didn't see any villains. Not a single villain. No. We saw um, a, a bank robbery. We saw a, a, a high-speed chase down the freeway. We saw an airplane. So if all she's going to do is just deal with, you know, man-made disasters... I have a feeling this is going to get tedious pretty quick. Yeah, I need them personalities because she's kind of like a milk toast every woman. 
Yeah, she was. Um, She's just straight up millennial. And what's the deal with she was wearing the big S on her chest? He goes, "Hell, I see you've got the S like your cousin. You know, <clears throat> Superman not allowed to say it though. You know, your cousin. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And she goes, Oh, it's our. It's does. It's not an S. It's our family crest, meaning L. And I'm like, so an S is just in the shape of an L. I I thought when I when I started got I thought. It means hope was the stupidest thing I could ever hear in reference to the Superman logo. No, telling me a big S is actually the word L, E-L, makes me want to punch a baby. I'll put it out there. So initially it had one meaning, S or Superman. Yes. And one of the first alternative, alternative meanings was presented in Superman the movie. Oh, so like way, way, way later, 50 years later. Yeah, but still, that's 30 years ago. Yes. In which it represented Superman's family, the house of L. So S means L. The House of L. That's stupid. No, Family Shield has letters on it. Apparently theirs does. They're like Slytherin. It's like a snake. It's like Slytherin from <laughs> Harry Potter. Clark Kent put on the sorting hat, and it came back Slytherin. Slytherin. And now that's the House of L also. Go hang out with Alan Rickman. That's right. <laughs> They're fensters. Oh, my good. Well, here's the deal. You're a disgrace, Potter. <laughs> I also right now, yes, I'm probably going to end up watching at least the pilot. And my wife, Melissa, is probably going to make me watch more than that. So I yeah. hope she isn't listening to this episode. <laughs> Quotation fingers, make you watch the rest of them. Hey, everybody. Uh, you've made it. <laughs> I'm stumbling over my words, but it is episode 93 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And you're playing Hurt today. Look I at am. you. My throat is You are thrashed, a disaster. Dude. We had to postpone recording. I know. And, and Brent's like, can't talk. Can't talk. Clown elite me. <laughs> Can't talk. <laughs> Clown will eat me. <laughs> so, uh, no, I appreciate you actually coming together. So uh, if, if Brent sounds a little more raspy than usual, if you're having a hard time hearing Brent, you're welcome in advance. If you guys uh, think my voice sounds even more sultry this <laughs> week. Well, to be fair. It's just, the, it's just the head cold. You do have a definite Jessica Rabbit vibe this week. So we've yeah. got that Kathleen ba, 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 Boom. He makes me laugh. But, eh, <laughs> No, Jessica Rabbit. That's really hurting my throat to yeah, do that. Yeah, I would say don't. Yeah. Don't do that at all. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this week, besides this Supergirl trailer that's just made all of you not fans of me anymore. <laughs> it didn't hit me the right way. I don't know what to say. Like, anymore? I, well, if it was possible to hate me anymore, you now do. But, I, well, wait a minute. You, leave me off the hook here. Was that a, a trailer that really impressed you? Is that a show you're itching to watch now based on that? No. It's not for our demographic. Correct. It is not for men 18 to 49, or in my case, 18 to 106. Right, correct. So I don't feel bad saying that it didn't hit me the right way. But of all the shows that you could be forced to watch, let's say, let's say your wife says, we're watching this show together, because that happens sometimes when you have couples, you're like, okay, we're going to watch this show. Like, Tressa and I always watch Walking Dead together. There's shows I watch on my own, there's shows she watches on her own, but there's a lot of go-between. There could be worse that, shows than Supergirl. There, that Venn diagram, you know, yeah, there's a lot of shows. I, I'm sure I would like to at least check it out. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely give it a chance. Again, if they bring in some good villains, there's how many good villains come from the DC Superman universe? A bunch. Like, a crazy amount. It's not as good as maybe Batman, but still... Holy crap, like this could be fun, but it, they got to do it right. Solomon Grundy. If they bring in Solomon Grundy, yeah. I will watch every episode. Solomon Grundy born, when was it? It was like right after the weekend. Uh, it was soon after. Was It was, wasn't Saturday. No, that's, that's the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my Solomon weekend. Solomon Grundy, born on, born on a Wednesday. 
Because my weekend, my no, it doesn't. Solomon Grundy, Grundy, born on a weekday. Was that it? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Born on a weekday. Born on a weekday. Mysterious. I mean, it could be any day of the five. Of the five. So there's a lot of topics we want to make sure we hit this week. Believe it or not, Brent, some big deal involving the Patriots and Tom Brady went down. Have you heard about this? What? Is this is this something that's crossed your sphere? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. The uh, Tom Brady suspension, all the Patriots nonsense. And we're going to talk a lot about deflated balls because I have a feeling we both have a, a topic yeah. of conversation about this one. I, I, and baseball, Ray, I want to talk about the most overrated team in baseball. Is it a certain team by a certain lake that may have been a certain mistake? Mm, no, but oh. it is a certain team. I'll take it. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Let's get it rolling after three seconds of Hall and Oats. So do you find it a little bit weird, a little bit strange, a little dinkly poo in the noggin that... All this crap about Tom Brady comes out with the deflated balls. We think he knew. We can't quite prove he knew. Four-game suspension, da-da-da-da-da. It seems like people care ten times more about the Tom Brady story and forget that Aaron Hernandez murdered a man. <laughs> well, Aaron Hernandez got his penalty. He's going to be in jail forever. So Tom Brady got his penalty, but people seem to be like, no matter, that's a stiff penalty that they gave him. I understand. People seem to think it's not enough. The difference is... Aaron Hernandez has not been in the NFL for two years. Tom Brady did this while trying, while doing a Super Bowl run. Aaron Hernandez uh, murdered the guy while on a playoff run. I understand, but there was a big uproar about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, but it doesn't seem like it's getting but a fraction of the uh, the coverage. And, this, did, and, it's, I, and it's not stirring the emotions of the people the way this Tom Brady well, thing one, is. One is not a football issue, and one is a football issue. Isn't it kind of like sad, though, that... One is yeah, he murdered like a saying, dude. He straight up like Tony Stewart at oh, a guy. All these people are excited about this, but nobody voted. I mean, they're not related. One actually matters in this world, and yeah. one does not. Sure. And the guy is going to jail for the rest of his life. I guess I just feel like, you know, if you're going to get mad at the Patriots for I, a whole lot of I stuff, saw, get I've mad seen, at them for employing a murderer. I mean, of course, ESPN is not going to cover as much about a guy that's murder somebody they're deep in bed with the nfl i mean keep it real for five seconds right if you watch like news stations they were all over aaron hernandez all the time i guess what i'm talking about is the social media outrage the stuff i actually see because i don't watch the news well it's also it's also very you know it's a slippery slope for you to comment on stuff like aaron hernandez too you know correct because any little kind of let's say you make a something is perceived as a joke then you're going to get destroyed. Well, don't forget about the fact that a lot of players like change their Twitter profiles and stuff to say like free Aaron or AH85, you know, I understand. But whereas, whereas the Tom Brady thing is like, you know, you have the whole it's deflated balls and, you know, it's just well, there's a good joke right there. Themselves. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. So if you have been living under a rock, Tom Brady got in trouble and he got suspended for four games. The Patriots were fined one million dollars, lost a first round pick and a fourth round pick for subsequent seasons. So Jimmy Garoppolo gets thrown into the spotlight. You think the bowler? Do you think that this four-game suspension will stand, or you think he will? I think it'll get knocked down to three games. Hmm. I think it gets knocked down to three games only because you know who game number four is at the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. They want people to watch that game. That's kind of what I thought too, but 
I think it's either going to stay at four or it'll go down to three. I don't think it'll go less than three. Don't think so at all. Game three is at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So nobody cares about that. That's not even punishment. It's more punishment to make him play in that game and have to admit he was a part of the debacle. Yeah. So I do not believe that he will get less than four games. I'm shocked, first off, that he got four games. You know, you want to talk about competitive advantages and whatnot? I said it would be at least two games. You said it would be zero. I didn't think he gets suspended at all. Yeah. Only because the NFL holds that sacred Thursday night kickoff game sacred. And so now you've got like... Well, you know what allows them to... You know what is more sacred than anything? People not thinking that the game is rigged. Fair enough. But you got to realize they put the Patriots in that game because they just won the championship. And, and, and you understand, of course, that it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, at quarterback, and LeGarrette Blunt for drugs is going to be suspended too. So they won't have their starting running back to even hand off the ball to. Le'Veon Bell. No, LeGarrette Blunt. For the Patriots. Oh, and Le'Veon Bell is also suspended for that game. for the Steelers. So this is going to be the most unwatchable bleeping game ever. And everyone will still watch it. You know why? Because you want to see what the Patriots are going to do without Tom Brady. No, people are going to watch it because they're hankering for real football after 100 months away. And they're going to say, what's going to happen without Tom Brady? Maybe. I'm curious to see if if the bowler uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can play. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Do you feel that the suspension is fair? Yes. Do you feel it's equitable? Yes. 100%. Why? All that stuff where they said they, 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 they're making, they're saying that, they're saying more than likely. That's just because they don't want to get sued. They're pretty sure that he did it. Circumstantial okay? evidence. Best, it's circumstantial sir. evidence. There are plenty of people on death row because of circumstantial evidence. That's a shame, too. Really? So then if someone murders someone out in the woods and there's no cameras there, but this guy's got the guy's blood all over him. Circumstantial evidence. You don't, know, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Now you can draw reasonable conclusions. Yes. The, the official and Wells report we're said we're, it's more likely than not that he was in on this. Reasonable conclusions because, one, we have the texts from the stupid ball boys. Do we know if they were joking? Oh, hey, you know, he t- oh, he said deflated the balls, and I said deflated balls. Wow. Like, you can't read context into these things. Did you read? Did you actually read the article? I did not. Okay. I did not read the report. I've read okay. articles about the report. It's pretty clear they're, they're, they are joking with each other, but they're also saying there's, it just goes on way too long. It's not. I'm just saying right now, if somebody cracked open the text between me and you that happened when we're not on the air... They, they might think we're all nothing, up to some kind of scandalous they stuff. They would find nothing wrong with that. They would find ten reasons to arrest us, <laughs> is all I'm trying to say. So I, I just I don't I take that with a grain of salt. And well, yes, I love Tom Brady. Texts, when you have the texts and the guy going into the room, that's documented. And the ball's being deflated. But here's the other thing. is back. I can connect those dots, right? Back in 2006, Peyton Manning, uh, or the Manning family, and Tom Brady petitioned the NFL to allow them to doctor up all the game balls used for throwing, okay? This is a real thing that happened. And so starting in 2007, they won. The NFL said, okay, you guys do whatever you want with the balls. Make the show entertaining. So starting in 2007, like I heard the uh, New, New York Giants have um, like, a, like a belt sander that they take to the ball. They've got like an electric like brushing device. Most teams do that, yeah. Uh, so my point is that so what if he deflated the balls a little bit too much? You're already allowed to deflate the balls. No, that's part of the deal. You're allowed to mess with the balls. No, that's not deflating the balls, okay? That's working with the texture of the ball, okay? You're allowed to jimmy up the ball however yes. you find comfortable. Te- and part of that, because there are PSI you're things not allowed in to case. Do it. You're not allowed to do it any way you want. You're not allowed to, like, make tears in the ball so that it has... I would hope not, because yeah. then all the air would come out. So it would be deflated. You're allowed to like rub it down, just like they do with baseballs. But there's a 
certain PSI like dimensions between the two. Aaron Rodgers yes. came out and said he prefers the ball overinflated. Okay. So do we believe he's not overinflating his footballs? Suspend Aaron Rodgers for four games, preferably in the four game well, stretch when we play been them. Caught overinflating them, has he? Well, they're going to be looking now. Yeah, well, if good. you don't think there's going to be a team at every NFL game to check the balls, well, honestly, now. here's the problem with it, Ray. Is if he if this is the team that's under that, that is deflating the balls a little bit, okay? And I don't think they're the only ones. Just oh, sure. for the record, okay. But I'm just saying if if they are or whoever else is doing it, here's the problem I see with it. I don't care if the, if they doctor up the balls before the game so that if it's certain tackiness that they want or whatever right. or roughness. That's fine. That's San Diego different. Chargers got just got in trouble for like spraying stick them on the balls. Right. Well, that's not that's a different thing. But when you underinflate the ball, that naturally makes it easier to catch because there's going to be a little more give in the ball. Sure. Okay. Now, when we're watching all these games, have you ever noticed that when you're watching Patriot, it doesn't what's a shame about it is now you doubt when you watch these Patriot games. They're like, man, these guys never fumble for the Patriots. Maybe because because the ball has a little less air in it, and, and it's easier to hold on to. And that is a point that was brought to my attention uh, this morning from a listener of the show, friend of the show, Mister Brett. Post well, me I've been an article about it all week too. saying that um, that they have categorically low amounts of fumbles, much lower than league average, like demonstrably before second place. Doesn't it seem like the Patriots just making an, an insane amount of great catches too? You know, it's a little easier to catch the ball and, and grab it out of the air when it has a little less air in it, also. And since the Giants are under, uh, you know, looking as well because of what Eli Manning has done, do we just disregard that Odell Beckham one handed behind the head catch? Obviously, there was something wrong with the well, ball. Ray, the point is, everyone speeds, okay? Yes. Everyone speeds, but the Patriots got caught speeding. Yes, they did. But okay? when you get caught speeding, that's like getting caught speeding and put in jail for three months. Like, Not this really? is a really rough is penalty. Is it really? Oh, yes. poor Tom Brady. He still has a Super he, They didn't take away his Super Bowl. Well, you're not allowed to do that. Okay. It's well, not the Heisman. They're allowed to do whatever they want, right? They could take away the Super Bowl if they wanted to. That would never happen. Well, it would never happen, but they could do it. In theory. Okay. So they didn't do that. They didn't, you know, kick him out of the league like Pete Rose. Oh, you're out of the league forever. Well, I saw a really obnoxious article, like an opinion piece written, that somebody said, Tom Brady should thumb his nose to the NFL and retire. That'll teach him to disrespect him and i'm like oh it's easy for you to say blog writer who isn't tom brady and maybe and doesn't want to throw the rest of his either. career either away way, you know his wife and, makes more well his, his wife, wife makes, makes way more money than way he more than money than him and he wakes way more money than any of us will in our lives speak for also. yourself brent i'm gonna be i'm just saying because he's already started so he already has the interest game i'm gonna have my student loan paid off someday <laughs> speak nice. for yourself brent i got dreams what's your dream just paying off my student loan before I turn 50. <laughs> this is Hollywood. Everybody's got a dream. What's so, your dream? The Boulevard of Broken Dreams. The only time you'll ever hear me quoting the movie Pretty Woman. I hope not. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just I think this is an excessive punishment. I'll say right now. I don't. I, to, if you get caught doctoring the balls, if you get caught underinflating the balls, the traditional penalty is $25,000. But the reason... That is literally a nickel to an NFL team. Here's the reason it's not... Too big of a punishment. In fact, it could be too small of a punishment. Too small of a punishment, you say? Tom Brady did he at every at every turn? Yes, he just blocked them. Oh, I'm not going to let you look at my phone. Oh, well, I don't the, know these. The guys. The NFL Players Association told them not to hand over the phone. So, oh, that's fine. That's a great excuse. Hide behind your union, man. Okay, you can't take full blame if that's the case. I mean, case. he also still had the option to say, "Look, I'm going to turn it over. Look, okay, we did it. Fine." He so should have just admitted it. Yeah, 
Now, th- it's like, I heard that if, if he admitted it, what the fine would have been was $25,000. Yeah. It's like Watergate. The cover-up is worse than the Thank crime. You. That's 100% true. Look at all the resources they had to put into him. The millions of dollars they spent re- you know, doing this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't, don't lie to Commissioner Goodell. That's all I'm trying to say. He has already shown a propensity to stick it to people who he calls on to answer questions and who lie to him face-to-face. Yeah, don't block the investigation and don't lie. I mean, that's why he's being suspended. He it, thought he was going to get away with it. That's why he lied. Yeah, I, I, I have it's no, like, I have no sympathy for him. When that, when the, when that report came out, yes, he was so smarmy. In Did his you press see conference. the owner, uh, Bob Kraft of the Patriots, before the official thing for the suspension came out, got on a flight and said, "I am furious at the NFL, and after this is done, I will demand an apology." He still demanded one after the report came out, dude. So, so my point is, I wonder if he's going to get that apology. <laughs> So, Ray, I would like you to change your opinion right now. Change my opinion right now. They totally deserve at least four games because of the cover-up and the line. One more point I have on this is if they were under-inflating balls since 2007 and it was helping them with the fumble issue and all this other really game-changing, quote-unquote, stuff, how come the only word is coming out now about it? We've had eight years where any former player, any former equipment guy, anybody involved whatsoever could have like blown the whistle on this. You don't think a dude who leaves the Patriots and goes to a different team would use that as ammunition? Like, have you not been to? Have you not seen the, the how tight of a lid they keep on those things in, in New England? I mean, yeah, but like when the player leaves there. the team and goes somewhere else, it's like the old Billy yeah, Martin but, thing with uh, uh, George Brett's pine tar. That's but, what I compare but it with to. The footballs, it's just Brady and the, it's just Brady and the, and the ball boys, dude. That's why they're texting each other. People know I mean, though. If your ball's underinflated and you're a wide receiver, you notice. Sure. So who's the former wide receiver, tight end, center? Anybody who handled any of Tom Brady's saying, game balls. It doesn't even matter if it goes back. The point is, now you have to doubt if it goes back that far. It calls everything into question. It calls the game into question. It calls it into question. I don't think it's that big a deal, though. I don't think it's anything. Look, we played the Patriots last year. My Lions did. And we lost something like 38-6 to or some embarrassing score, like 38-13. The reason we lost that game was not having anything to do with deflated footballs. Yeah, and the Chiefs beat the Patriots like 40-14. to So, Oh, so they must have been a playoff team last year. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. So they weren't a playoff team last I'm year. I'm saying you can beat them with the deflated balls, is what I'm saying. Well, he was in Kansas City, so. It was in Kansas City. Changes everything. That hometown advantage is very important. Uh, shut up. <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> little London action happening this year. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the scandal, scandalous thing involving our troops, the armed forces of these United States being forced to pay money to get their soldiers on the Jumbotron, salute our troops, support our troops, honor our troops. The Cleveland Browns, guilty. The Kansas City Chiefs, guilty. Guilty. Not as guilty as the Detroit Lions, not guilty. Not guilty. But the well, Green Bay Packers, way guilty. And the Atlanta Falcons, holy poop, they are guiltiest. Here's the deal. When, when warriors come back wounded from wartime or any kind of action. How many times are you going to work in the word war in one sentence? The last place they want to go is Detroit. I mean, wow. Be oh, because they want to go to Cleveland. Too many flashbacks. It oh just my seems like they're, it's like they're back in Kosovo. That's right. How dare you, sir? My goodness. Now, shame on your Kansas City Chiefs, Brent. Defend your boys. I'm not going to defend them. I mean, that's it's. I will say that they're, you know... 
only one fourth as culpable as <laughs> some of the other does the Atlanta Falcons. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is a big payoff. Put him right in the middle of the list. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Falcons were over a million dollars, though. A million. And not to mention that the Atlanta Falcons, they get heat for that now, right? They also get heat because they got found guilty of pumping in fake crowd noise during the game. The problem I have with it, I don't have They're a, a dirty team. I don't have a problem with them being paid because I guess it comes out of the Department of Defense and they're not going to pay it. I, they, I guess they willingly pay it. They right? could be using that money to fund VA hospitals. I understand. There are actually good things. And the NFL is all about our troops in theory. Well, the NFL does but, this stuff all the time, but the troop, but but the, for free, but the military can is a little culpable in this too. I mean, they're, they're willingly paying money to promote the military. Well, here's my question though: Did the military come to them asking, "Can you put our soldier on the jumbotron and say, you know, honor our troops?" And did the Cleveland Browns come back at them and just be like, "Well, you're going to pay us for that, right?" Like, there's a way of getting it done. Like, you have a PR department, which is the art of getting free advertising. That's what I'm not clear about. So that's why I'm not 100% sure where I fall on this issue. Well, but. in theory, it's for jumbotrons. It's for having giant flag displays at the beginning of the game. Some teams were uh, getting paid for that, as well as some flyovers of airplanes and whatnot, which to me was just stuff that just happens. Like, what they I, just set up. What I do, and I was in the military, you know, so, so... So you don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> but... I guess what I would say is what I find a little disingenuous about it is I don't mind if they just came out and said, hey, <clears throat> you know, here's some guy, here's our troops, you know, if they're paying them to say, here's some guys from the airborne, or whatever. But when they say, please stand and, you know, honor our, well, then it makes it sound like they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. I'm wondering. So I blame both of them. I blame the team and I blame the military. My question is. If I pay the Cleveland Browns $22,500, can I show up at one of their games and have. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise to your feet in honor race to Canis. Yeah. <laughs> and I could get my own applause break right? for 22000 And I would, could wear like a, like, like a khaki, like camo pants. Yeah. Not implying that I'm in the military, but totally implying then, I'm in the military. And then if, you're, if, you, if you were like... Can I get that? And then if you now, if you, do, if you go there and you don't stand up and clap, you're like, oh, oh I'm, you're, you're the a jerk. Biggest D on the planet if you don't do that. Yeah. You might as well be wiping your butt with an American flag and then setting it on fire. Yeah. You charlatan. Love it or leave it. Murica. Yeah. Would it surprise you, Brent, to find out I was not in the military? No. <laughs> what was your first clue? That you're you. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's our NFL roundup for the show. We're going to come back, talk a little. Do we have to talk about the Royals? Yeah. Can we talk uh, about. We have to talk about the team with the best record in the American League. <sighs> and we'll be doing that after three seconds of. 50 Cent. Me said I ain't even got the rent. I'm filthy, man. Straight to the bank with this. I'm straight to the bank with this. Well, Ray, I think I'm gonna pay you twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Okay. To please stand up and salute the team with the best record in the American League. The team with the best record in the American League. It, Kansas City Royals. Oh, it's not. It is Kansas City Royals. Yeah. See, here's the um, deal. I have to be. I have to confess something. I'm not up on my baseball this week because after that extra inning Sunday night debacle of the Tigers playing against the Royals, you're talking about the game when the Royals handed the Tigers butts to them. This is the opposite of what happened. <laughs> we had bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, two outs in a rain oh, suspended game. You must have won the game then. We did not. Oh, what? We lost it in 10, and you know it. Yeah. Greg Holland loads the bases 
with nobody out and gets out of it. That was ridiculous. That was really, really dumb. And uh, after a game like that, I just I, I got to take some time off. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I, was demoralizing. I would have been say. demoralized too. So, uh, but so what? I wasn't. But what's? Been, yeah, bet you weren't. So, what's been going on with your Kansas City Royals? Are they still a bunch of thugs? No. Answer: Yes. First time tonight. They played a game, the first game since April 20th, when all the guys are finally back from being suspended. I was about to say, was it the first game they played without a brawl ensuing since April 22nd? They've had one brawl in 31 games. It feels like every game, you know bench is empty. And they proved their point, Ray. Yes. And they paid the price, and they're still in first place. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. So I assume um, the playoffs are starting today, But then. that's not really <laughs> what I want to talk about. Well, <clears throat> no, but they did go to the World Series last year. How did Detroit do? Oh, we didn't. I think they got swept. Uh, anyway, it was pretty sad. It was Baltimore. It was not. It was ba- oh, well, we swept them. So we we repaid you. So we're, you know, I think you should be a Royals fan now. I guess since we beat the team that beat you, you that is not accurate. We usurped the throne. <laughs> anyway, what I really anyway, want to talk about, Ray, gracious, is the most overrated team in baseball. Okay, let me guess. Kansas City Royals. Let's talk some more Royals nope. baseball. Oh no, that's not what we're talking about. Now, we're actually talking about the team that has the best record in baseball right now. You're talking about National League's own mm-hmm. St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. It's funny. It's because as good as they've been playing, like they've been playing out of their minds. They've been playing, they've been playing like the Royals like, out of their minds. They're still only two games ahead of the Royals. I mean. Um, Clearly, that's our World Series matchup this year. And the, and the Royals are only one game ahead of Detroit. Missouri so. versus Missouri in the least watched World Series of all time. And before... <clears throat> I like 1985. I like, I like our odds. Bring on, bring back Denkinger. Um, <laughs> bring back Mookie. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, Willie Wilson. No, I'll cut that. So the St. Louis Cardinals, as we speak, are 23 and 10. 13 games over. That's a really good right. record. It's a great record. But they've been playing in the National League, right? Yes. And those in the National League and the American League are separate, although they do have interleague games. They correct? are two different conferences. So. Leagues even. So Corey Kluber, let me. T- let me oh, last year's Cy Young Award winner for your first place, yeah. Cleveland Indians. SI approved. Recently tied a record, Ray, as the Cy Young winner. Yes. Only the second Cy Young winner to come back and have the team lose his first seven starts. That's not very season. good at all. He's 0 and 5. Corey Kluber, ladies and gentlemen, your Cy Young winner. ERA over 5, 0 and 5, 0 and 7 in the starts, right? But that's not possible so, because so, the Cleveland Indians are a really good team this year. Oh, no, they're not. They're oh, they're not. Place. No. Oh, no. Anyway, the point is that's setting the backdrop. Corey Kluber, 0 and 5, so ERA over 5. We would say he's been struggling this year. Oh, he's been playing terrible. But And he went up against the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. Baseball's that, best fans. That un- best Baseball's best fans. Unstoppable juggernaut 20. Three and nine, St. Louis Cardinals. So of course they dominated Corey Kluber tonight. Well, you just told me they were twenty three and ten. Oh wait, so I have a feeling they did not. Oh, and they struck out eighteen times versus eighteen batters. Hmm, I wonder why it is that Corey Kluber goes zero and five versus the American League. Hmm, Interesting. And zero and seven overall in those starts, and then plays one National League team who happens to be the best, the best team in the National League, and hands their. Butts to them. Yeah, that sounds uh, overrated. That sounds, that sounds just like the Cleveland Indians, though, doesn't yeah, it? It's totally Can't does. beat anybody. Yeah. Plays the top team and then just absolutely takes Corey them out. Kluber, though, he had a eighteen strikeouts, one hit through eight innings. Maybe he deflated strikeouts. his balls. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> just look for that. To be fair, and I have to share the story. Uh, I just came from the uh, top story writers meeting, hosted by a Cleveland Indians fan. We'll say. Mm-hmm. 
And she says to me, hey, Ray, Corey Kluber, 18 strikeouts today. How do you feel about that? And my response just was, oh, 18 strikeouts. Oh, man. So was that his first good start of the season? (laughs) And her response was, F you. Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a more embarrassing Cy Young winner? Talking about the Indians after that, Ray. I wanted to keep talking about the Indians after that. But is there a more embarrassing story than the Cleveland Indians? Is that what you're saying? Is, did you just say that? Yeah. Or did I make that up in my head? No. I mean, is there a more embarrassing Cy Young winner than Corey Kluber? Oh. Is there a more embarrassing story than SI, Sports Illustrated, illustrious publication? Is that a cover jinx? Is that like the Madden cover jinx? The SI jinx? No, I don't think it's a jinx. I think it was a stupid pick. Sports oh, Illustrated. my bad. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole bunch of people in Ohio, and I've heard this, Indians fans who have canceled their Sports Illustrated subscriptions because they're mad at the magazine for jinxing them. Nice. I could point out that back in like 2006, Sports Illustrated picked the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Wow. I don't even believe we were jinxed so much as we were horrendous. Well, I know that the Cleveland Indians weren't expecting it to be today as uh what, May 13th? Yes, and as we they, record. And that they would have 12 wins. <laughs> That's almost one win for every day in May. If they end yeah. the season with 31 wins, they should be happy. Right, right? I mean, too bad we played all the way through April. <laughs> Don't worry about that. April, schmaprel. Nobody likes April. You know what I say about that? April fools. Right. They're the fools. Uh, them and their hipster mustaches. No, that's Oakland. No, Cleveland grows them too. They have their little mustache. Oakland I, okay, has, I don't Oakland, know about this. Oakland okay. has their beards. O- Oakland has the beards. The hipster beards and, and yeah. glasses. Yeah. And you're saying the Indians have Indians, hipster mustaches. At times, they grow their little mustaches, and I hate them. Uh, that's another reason to hate the Cleveland Indians, Brent. Yeah, I don't hate the As Indians. As if I needed any more. I only like I the, hate them enough. I like the Cleveland Indians in that movie, Major League. <laughs> but not Major League Two. With uh, Jack Major League Parkman. Two. That movie was terrible. Major League Two, the one that was just like, hey, let's take all the things that made Major League good. Trains come and get off the tracks. And cut them out. Mm-hmm. Let's just make a, ba- let's make a baseball movie as bland as physically possible. Take out all the edgy material that made Major League great, and we'll call it Major League Two. I thought Major League Two was, was not as good, but it was still okay. Major League, now Major League Three, back to the minors. Back to the minors. We just don't talk about hey, that movie. Yikes. Yeah. I went to this, the world premiere of that movie, right? <laughs> Why does that not even surprise me a little bit? <laughs> it was terrible. I'm not going to lie. If you were to tell me that you were in that movie, I'd probably believe you. <laughs> you know, the other interesting thing is, Ray, these Minnesota Twins. Dem Twins. I feel like now that I've seen the Twins play a bunch of times, and I've seen the Royals play the Twins, and I've seen them play the Tigers. Yes. I hope the Tigers can hold on to third place. Because... <laughs> because the, the Indians are hard-charging. <laughs> They're riding Corey Kluber. Well, they are one game behind the Tigers right now. They're good. They're better than we thought. So far, they are. I don't know if they're going to hold up. They won't. I mean, they're they're riding Tory Hunter right now. How yeah, old but, is Tory Hunter? Uh, forty. Jeez, legit forty. I mean, but here's the thing: is I think the Twins have no problem holding on to third place. What are the Indians or White Sox going to cross them? Uh, twins at least are an up and coming ball club. I don't think so. You know, I, I I saw Bryce Harper get tossed today. Well, good. He's a young punk. He is kind of a young if punk. If there is somebody in this world who deserves to have the word thug spoken about him, Bryce Harper. Right. Uh, but what bugs me is, I, I, I talk about this all the time, but I hate it when these umpires refuse to ask for help and, they, and they'll and they toss a player for when they don't have to, a superstar. Nobody goes to the game. If you're a Nats fan, you don't want to go to the game and watch Bryce Harper get kicked out of the game. Right, because, because, he's, because he's, the umpire won't check uh, with the third base coach on a check swing. If you remember our constant listener and correspondent, 
Elliot Radley. Elliot Radley, Erad69 on Twitter, on Twitter, loves refs. Loves refs. He would be the one person that that ump is playing he for. He was going crazy over this Bryce Harper thing. He he, it was like he, he won the World Series himself. We were communicating back and forth with Erad. I mean, uh, this evening, right before we came on the air, or before we started recording, I should say. No, he was posting on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. We were going back and forth talking with him about it. He loves the refs. So anyway. We've got to get him back on the show. We, we should. It's a good listener. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the point is Bryce Harper, you know, in a, in a really close game in the seventh inning, tie game, he checks his, he tries to check his swing, and the ump just rings him up. No! And then Bryce is just like, why can't you at least it's just start screaming at him? You've got to at least check with the third base coach before you ring him up. It was a check swing. It wasn't a full swing, so you don't have the necessary authority, although you do, but you usually would uh, defer to the opinion of the third base umpire. Who, let's face it, at that angle, how could he even see? I've always wondered that. He's not in position to see if that ball, that that, that swing was bad. just saying, okay, I'll check. No, he makes it worse by tossing him, and then he tosses their manager, and then he tosses another guy. I mean... This, uh, that's not your job to become the most famous umpire in the world. And then he, he looked into the first base uh, stands. He just started tossing fans. Yep. And then he saw the organist, and he started he tossed the organist. He tossed Enrico Palazzo. He tossed Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> this man has gone too far. That's right. He, t- he called Billy Brewer on the phone, the guy who goes down the slide when they hit a home run. Tossed him yeah. from a totally different game. This guy's out of control. Get over yourselves. You're getting a paycheck. You're not getting paid to like be... On camera all the time. If your name is not Elliot Radley, you are not there to see the refs. Thank you. That's it. 100%. And for those of you that don't follow Elliot Radley at ERAD69 on Twitter, a good follow you guys should be following. And by the way, they ended up going to uh, the Nats lost the lead in the bottom of the eighth and the top of the ninth hit a grand slam. You know why? Because they're back. Yeah. But also because of... Sweet, sweet justice. Well, there's Although, a, they didn't yes. get really get justice over the, the umpire. But but when you win. <laughs> but they won. We call that SSJ. SSJ. That's what's up. So we'll be right back to talk a little bit of Game of Thrones after three seconds up. Bare Naked Ladies. They can't teach you acting. It's there in your soul. It's the same with a bank job and each thing we stole. So Game of Thrones, right? Right. Here's my question. Yeah. I'm sure you got plenty. What happened to the hound? The hound who was with Arya all of last season. The with the burn face. Yeah. He fought um Bree, Brienne of Tarth, of Tarth. And then she like whipped his butt and then kicked him off a mountain. And last we saw he oh, was Oh no, not 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 that hound. The hound, the wolf. The big wolf that was with the Well, they were all killed in the kennels during the red wedding. They went to the kennels and killed all the wolves. Someone got married? Well, no, the <laughs> Really? <laughs> Remember when they put the wolf head on? Yes. Yes, uh, I do. I, I So messed. do you. So we're, why was, are these questions happening? That was messed up. I just remembered it just now, now that you reminded me. But what I'm sad that both the hound, right. presumed dead, yes. and the mountain, definitely dead. No, the mountain is not, the mountain yes. is not dead at all. Because the red viper guy. No, because there's a sheet over him and he's become. Butt to him. And I couldn't deal with it. I was like, all right. I know what's happening now. I just fast forwarded to the end, you know. You fast forwarded through the Red Viper versus the Mountain scene. And then, well, once I knew what was going to happen, and then the Red Viper is like, that dude's been MIA ever since. His sister's mad at him because he's not around either. That is, <laughs> I know you're trolling, and there's <laughs> nothing more I can say beyond that. 
Okay. The Red Viper is dead, killed by the Mountain, who is not dead. He is becoming Frankenstein's monster as they are pumping him full of superhuman chemicals to make him some sort of zombie ghost thing. I think. Do you think there might be a spinoff of, of Game of Thrones now that we've seen this last week's episode called uh, When Sansa Meets Reek? <laughs> it could be a romantic comedy. Yeah, a rom-com. Now, this is a crazy scenario. Thank you for bringing up something that actually happened in the show. <laughs> I appreciate that jump-in point two minutes into the conversation. <laughs> so, uh, basically, now this is crazy, because the show opens with Naked Chick, right? Miranda's her name. She's the, the kennel master's daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were getting it on, and then she gets mad because he yeah. says, I will never marry you. Uh, and then he kind of like insults her by saying, "You're the kennel master's daughter. Don't you ever forget it." Yeah. So what does she get? Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. And she hides Theon Greyjoy, aka Reek, in the kennels, and then is like, "Hey, Sansa, got some to show you in the kennels. Got some." I don't you think in she was kennels. hiding in the kennels. I think that's where Reek has to sleep. Probably, but she was the one showing yeah. Sansa what was up because Theon Greyjoy, remember, is the one that attacked Winterfell. And in theory, murdered both of her brothers and burned the bodies and hung them. Mm. In reality, we know that's not how it went down. But he is he is the person that took Winterfell. That was not them, though, were burned? Stop it. You've seen them traveling with Hodor. I thought those were just lookalikes. Oh, my gracious. So she's got mixed feelings Hodor. about Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> and so seeing him come in as Reek was a very awkward dinner conversation to be having. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton is just the worst. I still him or Joffrey though. I just he's bad. Maybe he just isn't powerful enough Joffrey for me to see him on the same the level as Joffrey. He was the king. Yeah. Power go to your head. This guy was, you know, a bastard. Officially. Officially. Yes. He was a snow. He was like, a snow. Like our hero, Jun Snow. So uh so if you're Sansa and all of a sudden you've got this Reek character brought into dinner. I've come to present you with some wine or whatever he did. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Like, this has got to be the worst date ever. <laughs> I'd rather be out on 50 first dates with Adam Sandler than one date with Ramsey Bolton. Right? Uh, Ramsey Bolton, he's gross. Just totally gross. But now you know. She knows how gross he is, or do you, she doesn't know yet. I think he's embraced how gross he is. No, do you think she thinks. Oh, she absolutely thinks he's gross. Okay. Oh, 100%. She doesn't like the Bolton family. She doesn't like him. She probably doesn't know a lot about him, but she's probably heard of him by now. Yeah, that's true. And she's definitely heard of him by now because <laughs> she's getting married to him. But speaking of gross, how about the very end of the episode when our hero, Tyrion, Peter Dinklage, gets attacked by stone people? The stone man. The stoneman on a boat. Now, I could have swore the stonemen were a folk group from the 70s. Did I? Am I getting this wrong? Yes. So we found out that our man, Jairus, got the grayscale. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell Tyrion, though. Uh, would you? That's like in a zombie movie when you get bit by the zombie, like your Bob, and you got the, the spoiled meat. You don't got to let people know that. He should have told him. They could have cut off. Speaking of zombie movies, they could have just cut off his arm at the elbow real quick. Do we know that that would solve it? Like, sure. apparently, in the case of um, Stannis' daughter, it took a heck of a lot of alchemy to stop the grayscale from spreading off her face. Well, you can't cut the person's face off because they'll be dead. Because then they'd be in a John Woo movie. That's right. I want to take his face mm. off. Best movie ever made. Mm, I'll go ahead and put that out there. 
Um, so, but if you're the if you're the guy if you're Jairus right now, like you're boned ten ways to Sunday. Your plan is terrible. As soon as you get to Daenerys, she's going to murder you. If getting the grayscale doesn't murder you first, he's going to become a stoneman. Yeah, what's he going to do? I don't know. He's going to join the stoneman. He should be like, hey guys, I'm one of you now. Can I? Can I just keep saying the word stoneman? Can I hang out here and, and just jump on boats when they go through this really well, small crevice? They seem like they were all on the same page together, so I have to imagine once you've gone full grayscale and become one of the stonemen, then you probably fit right in right away. Nobody's going to second-guess you. Hey, aren't you the guy we were fighting? Well, now you're us. You're we. We're the thing. Do you remember how the... the Michael car- Chiklis. Were you ever a fan of He-Man? Loved He-Man back Do in the day. Do you remember how he got his powers? By saying, uh, by the power of grayscale. I have the power. By the power with the of sword. grayscale. The power, really? The power of grayscale. <laughs> you the just. The power of grayscale. I have the. Did he have grayscale? Did I he, don't remember did him he, having it. Did he have the voice of a 13 year old going through puberty? What was hey, that? By I the power of grayscale. I have the power. You're derailing everything, I swear to God. Well, what about your feelings? On Daenerys Targaryen, because this was the weirdest part of the entire episode, as My far feelings, as I'm concerned. Uh, can be summed up in one word. <laughs> Boying. <laughs> How did you know us? I knew absolutely that. Uh, We've done 93 of these, Brent. <laughs> I know by now what you're going to say. Okay. Um, I don't know. She's she's a little. She's gone nuts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. She like she went for like four seasons. She's been presentable and ladylike and powerful, now and now it's like, like she's. T- well, let me try this. Everything is wrong. This? Let me marry this random dude. Yeah. So she gets her advisor guy, who's the head of his own household, and says, gather all the heads of the household. I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Takes them to the dragon pit, mm-hmm. feeds the one dude to the dragons, makes everybody else basically urinate well, themselves. she didn't really feed them to the... She just presented them to the dragon, and, and it was their choice him to, forward. to eat them. <laughs> yeah. No clue what was going to happen there. Well... I don't think any of us saw, going, saw us going that way. This but. is the same idea of diplomacy that Christopher Walken employed in View to a Kill, the James Bond movie, when he says, any of you who don't want to be part of my plan, I'll let you off here. And then he throws them out of the Zeppelin. Yep. It's the same plan. Hey, everybody. Oh, is there one of you not on board? Oh, you're not? Oh, let's go talk to my dragons. Oh, no, no, rip in half. Chew, chew, chew. Fire, fire. Anybody? Oh, you're good. Oh, you're on my team now. Oh, fantastic! It was like uh, in Kill Bill, you know. Yes. When, uh, when the when the one the gang lords were up against uh, I can't remember what her name was. Jen. Uma was Thurman. No, not Uma Thurman. The bride. Not the bride. Oh, the other one. Yeah, the one played by uh, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, of course. Lucy Liu's character, and one of them one of them uh, speaks up against her, and then she just runs over and chops his head off right there at the dinner table. Yeah, and says, "In a cartoon, anyone else got a blank, blank problem?" That's right. And okay. everyone else is like, "Nope, we're good." Hey. <laughs> So, but this is the weirdest thing. So she throws them in the dungeons, all the lords of the houses, and then goes into the guy who was on, I forget his name, but she goes into the guy who was on her panel, her advisor's list, right? Mm-hmm. And she's all basically like, I might murder you. I'm thinking about murdering you. I'm going to marry you. Yeah, or marry <laughs> like, you. It was just so weird. It was very strange. And she's been married once before to our hero Aquaman yeah. called Drago. Right. And so all of a sudden she goes, this dude doesn't matter. This dude is like a, a secondary so thought. Insignificant. Yeah. And she's just suddenly, she might be the queen of all of Middle Earth mm-hmm. or Westeros, I should say. Yeah. And she's going to just marry some rando is, from like is, a, is, a, a house in a town nobody cares to, about? Is he going to help her unite a bunch of. The thing is, though, Ray, 
I guess I would expect you to have that that reaction to it because you haven't read the books. So you're right. You don't know what's happening. With you it. haven't I mean, read this far into the books no, either. I either. Yeah, so what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to well, yeah, but it makes sense. Well, you haven't read the books. Actually, <laughs> if you ever begin a sentence with the words, well, actually, and you draw out the word actually, I already don't want to hear your third word. Well, actually. Don't want to hear it. I'm done. I've already tuned out. Thank you. Well, actually, R2-D2 is a service droid from the Gamma Nebula. I don't even know. That's It annoys me is all I'm trying R2-D2 to say. R2-D2 is an astromech droid. Thank you very much. Well, actually. <laughs> it's not. Gracious. C-3PO is a protocol droid. And and for the record, Brent, somebody who's really into Star Wars listening to us just threw their radio against the wall right now in rage. <laughs> don't fight the nerd rage, Brent. It's a, he's an astromech. He's, yeah, sure. His so, purpose is to be in, in in flying vehicles and fix them while they're in battle. Cool. Yeah. Are you done talking about R2-D2? Because yeah. I was. You said he was a service droid. Yeah, that was just a, it, that was a joke. No. Was, you thought that him at Jabba's Palace, you thought that was his main function, <laughs> serving <laughs> drinks on his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was the biggest nerd on the show. <laughs> I was wrong. You are not. Somehow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But isn't it short-sighted of Daenerys to just marry this just rando dude from this one town? She's trying to get the people of this town on her side. I understand that. There are better ways to do it than marry someone who isn't going to matter a month later, right? Like, she's trying to become queen. You got to marry into a royal family and stuff. That's the whole reason she got married to Aquaman in the first place. That's correct. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. Maybe she's got a bigger... Maybe she's. I feel like she's just grasping at straws right it now. It feels like she's flailing about looking for a rope. Although it makes sense, she's very young. Yes, and she's going to have some growing pains. The weird thing also about her saying she's going to marry that guy. Yeah, I didn't. Couldn't tell if it was like a question or a statement. But isn't she still married to that big Cal Drogo dude? Well, he's he's dead. Do not do this again. Are you out of your mind right now? I thought he was just in the uh, the the grasslands or whatever. We watched him die. <laughs> Did we? Yes. Mm. And I think that's plenty enough Game of Thrones talk, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show after three seconds of... Swizz Beats. She ain't got no money in the bank. No. She be walking around acting all thank. And now she got the party looking at me. I told you Swiss I'm crazy. Right. Right. Hey, hey. So we been watching the NBAs at all? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I watched a little bit of this Clippers Rocket series. You did? Yeah, the, the officiating is completely out of control. Cool, because you told me that you would not watch one second of the NBA playoffs. You said that right here on the air with us. Listen, I was out eating so sushi. you are a liar. And the NBA playoffs was on. Liar! Night. How dare you? I can't help what's in, in the restaurant I'm at. Uh, I believe you could close your eyes. I can close my eyes, hold my nose, and eat. Yeah. That doesn't rub anyone the wrong way, Brent. Close your eyes forever. But uh, I, I hear Paul Pierce did something. Oh, when he hit the game, he banked in the game winner the other day? Yeah, you were telling me about that. Oh, that was great because, yeah, he banks in the game winner at the buzzer beater. And they said, Paul, did you call bank? And he says, no, I call game. I he, call game. He's really a big tool. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'm mad I that guy that, has championships. I love trash talking, and I love that type of um, demonstrative attitude. Yeah. I love when Richard Sherman... Talks about, uh, you know, Crabtree after the game. I love all that stuff. But for some reason, Paul Pierce, I love Richard Sherman. 
I can't take Paul Pierce. He's something about him is just so obnoxious. He he acts like he's a dude who's been like winning ten championships when he kind of got the one with Boston. Thank you. Good night. But uh, I just see the refs getting involved with it. I saw some stats on this and like Joey Crawford. Every game he's in has been a complete debacle. When are they going to fire that guy? Never. As Tim Donahue said, he knows where the bodies are buried. So this is not something that's going to change. I guess not. But God, it's just it's talk about it's painful to watch. No, uh, you know, I'm still uh, I'm starting to believe maybe I'm crazy, right? I'm starting to believe that the Clippers, they might be pulling it together this year. Yeah. When they got Chris Paul back in the game, when they just railed up Houston real, real hard. They're trying to play hack at DeAndre Jordan. And they got to do something about this rule, right? Yes. Like, it should be some sort of an option, like two shots and the ball Mm -hmm. in these cases, or just something. Because inbounding the ball to, you know, from Chris Paul to Blake Griffin, for example, and having somebody on the other side of the court bear hugging DeAndre Jordan to call the foul against him. First of all, if you, if it should be, if you, if you are fouling somebody that doesn't have the ball and it, and you're in in the penalty fashion. It should just be two. Yeah, it should be two shots and the ball back. Or, or how about this? When it's an off the ball penalty, like if you're in the foul uh, in the second and fourth quarters or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, when you're in the penalty and shots are being shot, if it's an off the ball foul, maybe the the team gets to pick who takes the free throws. Yeah, okay. Instead of DeAndre Jordan taking it, you got Chris Paul taking them with his higher. Well, it doesn't matter. Percentage. Either one of those scenarios would stop them from doing it because if you get the ball after the free throws then you're just kind of giving them the ball again. You have to keep fouling them. And right. You're never going to get the ball back. Well, but you run out of fouls eventually. No. But that, well, and nothing what, is really gained. Right. But what I'm saying, you're not going to gain anything anyway if it's two ball, if it's two shots and the ball. Because yeah. Because if, if you miss the two shots and then they get the ball back and you foul them again and they miss two shots, it's still their ball. You don't get the ball back. Correct. Yeah, I don't know. Like something. I, I like the idea of maybe somebody, you get to pick who takes the shot, but only if it's a foul happening off the ball. Yeah. Maybe that adds something I don't know, but like this hack-a-shack or whatever we're going to be calling it, it's hack-a-shack because that was the yeah. first team the guy to really have the it done day, on him. The other day, DeAndre Jordan shot 28 free throws in the first half. 28 free throws in the first half. And uh, at the end of it, none of those went in and because were, the Rockets were only down six at the half. And they were showing that the average you know, basketball game or in this series, the Atlanta and Washington series, has been going on longer than the average – or no, I'm sorry, not uh, Clippers – and uh, Rockets. Rockets series has been lasting longer than the average baseball game. Oh, my gosh. Which is ridiculous. And I love baseball, but those games are a little bit long. I don't but, know that you can do but, anything to change it, but yes, but that's too long. the game's been going a lot shorter in baseball this year. With yes. The people not stepping out of the box. That's That's been a big help, actually. But, uh, yeah. Well, there's one team that whose games is taking them much longer than usual, and that's the Kansas City Royals. That's right. They've got to have you 20 minutes for a brawl every that's game. right. Got to, got to prove our point. You got to, you got to prove your thuggish metal. You know what? We didn't call brawl. We call game. <laughs> oh my goodness! And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. You've just been listening to episode ninety-three of Raisin Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent, and uh, we got some contact information we got to do. Uh, first off, hit us up on Twitter. That's really the best place to go. Hit us up at, at Ray Brent Podcast or our friend Elliot Radley. Check out his pro ref blog at at ERAD69, or you can hit me up. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can uh, check out the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. In addition, check out our main uh, site. We run a little a little blog there, a little show notes, a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes, and that's at raybrentpodcast.com. I think that's all the contact information. All right, good night. Well, we have to thank people, Brent. Nah. It's no thanks week. 
No thanks week. Yeah. Well, I didn't call thanks. Oh. I call game. I call game. <laughs> no, we have to thank our peoples. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. We got to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art. JordanMonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Buy some art. It's good stuff. I was talking with Jordan Monsell earlier this week. Trying right? to find him more places to sell his art. Nice. And you should be buying his art because he's fantastic. We also got to thank producer of the show, David Knoll. Dino. God dang it. Nobody. Literally. Not even you call him Dino. I, did you not just hear me? You literally just We're, lied. That was kind of creepy. Just... That's kind of creepy now that I think about it. What was that? Were you like calling him like he was a ghost? Dino. I'm calling him like he's the dog on the Flintstones. That's what I was. Because that's how you treat him. You, <laughs> what? you treat him like he's the Flintstones dog. You treat him like a medieval. I treat him like a fictional cartoon, cartoon character. Caveman Day's dog. I don't it's ridiculous. Know. I don't even know what to, to say. Me, to you. I'd say, Dino. That's respectful. <laughs> so uh, thank you, David, for producing the show. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't mean it, David. God dang it. Anybody you want to thank, Brent? I want to thank Paul Pierce. Why would you like to thank Paul Pierce? Because he didn't call bank. He, he called call game. game. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me. Down.